You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We are getting you ready for the weekend right here on Listen App. Hope everybody is doing well. Obviously, we're going to start off by talking about that debacle in the bottom of the ninth inning last night uh, in San Francisco when the first base umpire, Gabe Morales, uh, calling a strike on the check swing. I mean, it really doesn't get any worse than that, does it? You know, it's one thing if it's close. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's close, you're like, okay. You know, you can live with that. But it wasn't close. And I'm listen, I don't care who wins the game. I'm, I'm not a fan of either team. I thought it was a tremendous game. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I thought the strategy was excellent. I mean, the Giants just didn't hit enough. I think we know that. You know, Mookie Betts, you know, you got to give that guy credit. Uh, and the Giants and the Dodgers shouldn't even have been playing in the divisional series. We talked about that. It's ridiculous. You know, baseball needs to change that the way it used to be, where you can't play a team within your own division in the first round, it's awful. It's terrible. But that call last night, I mean, give me a freaking break. Right? I mean, it's not even close. Now, do I think the Giants were going to win the game anyway? No, I don't. Do I think that, you know, Flores was going to get a hit off Scherzer? I don't, but we don't know. I mean, we've seen guys get hits before off really, really good pitchers with two strikes. It's just not the way you want to end the ball game. But you're not going to – listen, the Giants only had six hits last night. But you don't want to see a game end like that. You do not want to see a game end like that. Terrible job by Gabe Morales the umpire at first base. And here's the other deal. I don't think fans understand this. This guy's going to live with that call forever. He's going to have a horrible offseason. You know, last night was his last game. Looking forward to the offseason. Now, all of a sudden, he's got to live with that all winner. And it's going to be, you know, he's got a label next to his name now. The guy that blew the call at the end of the Giants-Dodgers series in San Francisco. Nobody wants to have that label on them. You know, it's part of being an official. But, uh, geez, you know, we talk about replay. We talk about should it should a series be ending like that? Shouldn't there be a mechanism somehow, some way to prevent that from happening? I mean, that was terrible. And, again, if it's close, okay, you know, you, you can at least, I guess, accept that. But it's, it wasn't even 
Not even close. You know, how can an umpire get it that wrong? And and listen, they made some good points last night. They don't get a chance to see it on replay. And it's a bang-bang call. And, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are umpires. As a matter of fact, I've got two friends that are umpiring the American League Championship Series tonight. I was texting both of them earlier today. And the check swings the hardest call that an umpire has to make. It's it, it's It's hard. It's not easy. I'm not saying it is easy, but that's their job. And their job is to get it right. And they didn't get it right. They got it wrong. And that's unfortunate. Well, I shouldn't say they got it wrong. One guy got it wrong. First base umpire, Gabe Morales. He got it wrong. He made the wrong call. And because of that, a great series with two tremendous teams ends in controversy. And it's really not even controversy. It was the wrong call. You know, I, I don't know how else you say it. You know, maybe the very next strike is a, or the very next pitch is a strike and the game's over and that's just the way it is. So, I don't know. All right, we've got NFL. we got college football. Let me run down the NFL schedule. I want to get your take on what happened last night. Raise your hand, hit that hand icon, uh, and I will get you uh, right on. Last night, Tampa beating Philly, no surprise there. You look at the games coming up this weekend, and in week six, again, 28-22, the final uh, last night, you've got Miami at Jacksonville and London. Like, I I just, I do not understand this London concept at all. Awful. Uh, The Bears host the Packers. You have Cincinnati. At Detroit, Houston travels to Indy. The Giants are home to the Rams. Washington home to Kansas City. Minnesota travels to Carolina. You've got the Chargers at Baltimore. Arizona at Cleveland. Denver home to the Raiders. Dallas at New England. Seattle at Pittsburgh. And Monday night, Buffalo at Tennessee. All right, let's get to some phone calls here on Listen App on this Friday. We got a lot to talk about last night's game. Also, want to get you uh, into the weekend of football. Forrest, thank you so much for calling. How are you, Forrest? Hey, uh, good, Grant. Uh, didn't uh, aren't you? weren't you in Sacramento? I you was know, in uh, Sacramento for uh, thirty-three years. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. On local radio, play-by-play, or what? I was the uh, TV play-by-play announcer for uh, the Sacramento Kings, and had a local radio show for twenty-six years. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So you you kind of lean towards the Giants? Maybe no, I'm from New York. Because... I'm a di- no, I I don't lean okay. towards uh, the Giants or the Dodgers. I'm from New York, and I'm a Yankees fan. Oh, okay. So you're from New York, so you're familiar with Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of a Seinfeld episode where Jerry was uh, even Steven. He'd lose five dollars. He'd find five dollars on the sidewalk in his pants pocket. Uh, but it, it kind of reminded me of that last night because the Dodgers and the Giants ended earlier in the year with the Dodgers. Similar call, yep. first base ump calls strike, and you know game's over. And so it kind of evened out on the series. No, but I no 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 <laughs> no it didn't even out. You know you can't compare that to a game five finale, a uh, winner take all. Moving on to that, I understand what you're saying, and I love your analogy, Forrest. I really do. But yeah, I wouldn't. I would not. I would yeah, not. Yeah, compare. I would not compare that to uh, what happened last night. Right, but you, you know how in sports, you know the the uh, the manager uh, Gabe of uh, of the Giants, you know Gabe he's got Kapler. the right pers- yeah. 
Yeah, Gabe Kapler's got the right perspective on the thing because you yep. could have, would have, should have. You know, I thought the game was over when the Dodgers scored the one. I didn't think Urias would give up the home run, but it was a legitimate, uh, you know, yep. home run. And it's, uh, but I agree with you too. They shouldn't have been playing each other no. in that series. No, they should have had the weaker team, but they'll get it right. I mean, baseball out of all the major sports, they, they're the last to make any kind of adjustments and things. And, yep. um, you know, throughout the year, I kind of adjusted to, got used to the, you know, the runner being on second base to start extra innings and things. I got used to that. So, you know, it's a, it's a good game. We'll see what happens. Yep. But I, I kind of, even though I'm a Dodger, lifelong Dodger fan since uh, the 70s, I kind of agree. You know, I would have liked to have seen him go out, you know, with a whimper instead of a controversy. If you don't mind me asking, where do you live now? I live in uh, Joshua Tree, California, uh, near Palm Springs. Oh, wow. No kidding. Okay, that doesn't sound too bad. I guess in the summer it's not real good. But, um, hey, I, I just want to let you know I really appreciate you listening here. And you call again, and I hope you have a great weekend. Will do. Love listening to your show, and I can tune in whenever I get the alerts. Hey, I appreciate that. You take care. Thanks very much. Thank you. All right. Good job right there by Forrest. If you want to get in uh, on the program like Forrest, all you got to do is hit that hand icon, and I will get you uh, right on. Just hit that hand icon. I'll put you in queue, and then we'll get you uh, right on. Hey, the, the, the bottom line is that game last night was, as advertised, you kind of knew it was going to come down to the last inning. You kind of knew it was going to be a one-run game. You know, I never got the uh, impression throughout this series that a game five would be anything but a one-run game. And, again, do I think the Giants were going to score off Max Scherzer? You know, if that check swing had been called the ball, I don't. But we'll never know. And that's the problem with it. And, I give listen, I give the Dodgers credit. They go in in a game five on the road. And Mookie Betts is Mookie Betts. I mean, the guy is just money, right? The guy is money. Absolute money. Money, money, money. The guy's a clutch, great baseball player. And he delivered every single time he was up at the plate. And the Giants did not get enough hits. The Dodgers did enough to win that game. But you hate to see it end the way it did uh, in the ninth inning. All right, so I gave you the football schedule as well. Uh, College football tomorrow. It's going to be interesting to see if the Kentucky Wildcats can stay on the field uh, at Georgia. Personally, I don't think they can. I wouldn't be surprised if Kentucky doesn't score a touchdown in this game. And I'm not sliding Kentucky. I think Coach Stoops has done a marvelous job there. I mean, for a basketball school, uh, he's done a great job there. Not a good job. He's done a great job. But now you have to go to Athens and you're taking on, you know, one of the best defenses, I think, in the history of college football. And I don't think I'm, I'm exaggerating there. You know that they've only allowed two touchdowns. Okay, they've only allowed two touchdowns. So you got number 11, Kentucky at number one, Georgia, 1230 Pacific on uh, CBS. And I I can't wait to watch that game. I want to see if Kentucky can score a touchdown on that Georgia defense. And I really mean that. uh, You know, you got Texas 25th ranked hosting Oklahoma State. Uh, But, you know, other than that, that game, the Kentucky Georgia game, there's really nothing that I look at that I say to myself, and I absolutely have to watch. Don't really have that. But again, I I will watch that Kentucky game uh, at Georgia because I really want to see if Kentucky 
can stay on the field because I don't think they can. Brian, you're on with Grant on Listen Up. Hi, Brian. Hey, Grant. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling, buddy. What can I do for you? Oh, hey, yeah. No, the bottom line is I'm a Giants fan. We all know the, the likelihood of making a comeback with two strikes is slim to none. Just the reality is you can't have a game end that way. You know, now it's a what if, you know, uh, you're talking about the the umps over the game itself and any any sport event, you don't want to be talking about the refs, the umps, nothing like that. And that's the bottom line. And what what's so puzzling is it wasn't even close, like even live. I get what you're saying about it's hard. And if it is that hard, then they need to make a rule to, to modify that that the the save, whether it's add that to the replay, you just cannot have a game five, game seven, end that way. It's just inexcusable. Yep, yep. you're absolutely right. And uh, I was texting one of the umpires working the American League Championship Series tonight, and I said, hey, I'm just calling to, I said, I'm just texting you to wish you the best of luck. And he said, yep, we're just hoping everything goes smooth and easy and nobody talks about us. And that's what you want as an umpire. You don't want to be talked about. You know, you, 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 if, if, if you're talking about the umpires, that's bad. And you're 100% correct. It leaves a, it stains, it puts a stain, Brian, on the series. You're absolutely correct. Uh, it puts a stain on the entire series because now, instead of people talking about Giants, Dodgers, what great years they had, what a tremendous series, all anyone's talking about is the blown call to end the game. And that's very unfortunate. Shouldn't happen. You're exactly right. You're 100% correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, and I totally agree with you. Uh, now, as far as the analysis goes, aside from that, the, you know, where I think the most puzzling uh, sequence was uh, uh, against Bellinger. Here we have a guy who throws 100, and we're just throwing him slider after slider. Even if he didn't have complete control of his fastball, they weren't changing speeds. And most people know, especially Posey, I mean, Posey is, is an incredible catcher. He calls beautiful games. And it was just very puzzling, and, and I was thinking this live on – no change of pace on the pitch, and, of course, that was the, uh, the bat that got him in the butt. Yep, 100% correct. I was thinking the same thing as I was watching that, and I I, I thought that the, the, the pitch selection was a little odd, too. I thought it was just too much. I'm with you 100% there. Yeah, no, switching gears to football, uh, if you don't mind. The Again, I do that survivor where, you know, you yeah. pick a team, and, yeah, uh, it's double elimination. I haven't talked to you in a couple weeks, so – uh, New Orleans got me a few weeks ago, so I'm down to one. But the two games I'm looking at, uh, using that as a backdrop with the rules, is uh, I like KC at Washington, and then I also like Pittsburgh at home with uh, without uh, against Seattle without Wilson. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, the, the, the game that you lost with the Saints, was that the Giants game? Yes, that was the one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They, yeah. The Giants I, I, with their crazy, crazy comeback in the fourth quarter. Uh, I, yeah. I agree with you. I, you know, I'm not sold on Kansas City right now. There's something not right with that team. What was the other game you were talking about? Oh, uh, oh, Pittsburgh. So I'm going to pick between those two games. I haven't decided yet, but those are the two I'm eyeing. The obvious no-brainer is the Rams, in my opinion. But I want to kind of yes. save the Rams for later in the year. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I don't think there's any chance that the Giants can beat the Rams. I totally agree with that. Here's another game I like. You know, Christian McCaffrey is not playing again for Carolina. I think Minnesota will go in there and get that road win. Uh, the one thing about yeah. Pittsburgh, uh, it's Sunday night. You make a great point with no Russell Wilson. 
But, boy, the Steelers, to me, just don't look that good right now. But on Sunday night, no Russell Wilson. I do agree with you. I think Tomlin will figure out a way to get the win on Sunday night. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I'm just – Kansas City – and, listen, I'm with you on Washington. Kansas City, there's something missing on that team right now. You know, defensively, they're not very good at all. You know, you've got all five new offensive linemen, which I think has affected Mahomes in that offense. Do I think Kansas City will win? Yes, I do. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Or any, and I know you don't need it to be a blowout. You need it to be a one-point win. But that game scares me a little bit. But I, 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 I yeah. hear where you're coming from. I hear where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, nice talking, Grant. We'll talk to you again. Hey, Brian, you have a good weekend, man. Thanks for calling. Take it easy. All right, good stuff right there from uh, Brian. Hey, if you want to get in on the uh, program like uh, Forrest or like Brian, hit that hand icon, uh, and we will get you uh, right on. Love the phone calls here. Really do love the phone calls. Love it. And that's why I love doing this. Let's get to Clayton. Clayton, how are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say about the baseball game last night, it seems like with the instant replay, I don't know what the rules are in baseball for the instant replay, but it seems like too many times in all these sports, they either don't do the instant replay when everybody wants them to do it or they're doing it and slowing down the game. And it just seems like they need to figure out this instant replay and take advantage of it. Yeah, I agree with you. Listen, you can't have a game end the way it did last night on a bad call. There has to be a mechanism, Clayton, involved. There has to be a mechanism put in place so that never happens again. It's just a bad look for baseball. What was the reason that they didn't? uh, It's not part of the replay. It's not part of the replay uh, system. You can't. uh, Your check swing is not reviewable under the Major League Baseball replay system. It's not a reviewable play. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Clayton, thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Yeah, yeah you too. You know, I, I wish it was, too. I, I, I would love that because that would have taken 10 seconds, all right? Would have been 10 seconds. Wouldn't even have been a long delay in the game. Would have been easy. You know, the crew chief would have gone over, put on the headset, and they would have said, ball. And so what we what were we talking about, 30-second delay? You know, that's what it would come down to. A quick 30-second delay, boom, resume the game, and let's go. And and maybe Flores strikes out on the next pitch. I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do. But the fact that we're talking about that for 15 minutes and everyone's been talking about it for the last 20 hours is what's wrong. That's just a really unfortunate way to end the season for the San Francisco Giants and a great series. And, yes, and while we're at it, they shouldn't be playing in the divisional series anyway. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right, if you want to get on, uh, we've had some good calls already in the first block of the show. Uh, Hit that hand icon. We'll put you uh, right on. I gave you the uh, NFL schedule uh, for this week. You know, I'm looking at this schedule, and I think that Buffalo and Tennessee on Monday night is going to be a very good game. I think Buffalo will win a close game because I think they are a better team. You know, that's how I look at it. I think the Chargers and the Ravens, may be the best game on the card with Lamar Jackson. And how good was Lamar Jackson last week? Oh, my goodness. So you have Lamar Jackson, and you. Ha- and I think when I said last week, I think I'm talking Monday night, you had Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert going head-to-head. That is going to be an absolute dandy. I think that's the best game on the card this week. And another interesting game is the Raiders, because you don't know if the Raiders are done if they're so shell-shocked with everything that's gone on this week, that are they going to be ready to play a football game? You know, at Denver, a divisional game? I don't know. You know, I did a show yesterday with Sean Salisbury 
on uh, No Filter Network, and he thought that once the game starts, that's not going to be an issue at all. And I don't disagree with Sean, but it's the preparation leading up to the game is what I'm questioning uh, when it comes uh, to the Raiders. So that's going to be interesting just to see whether the Raiders uh, can get going here. All right, the buys this week, you have Atlanta, New Orleans, the Jets, and the 49ers all on a bye week. So if you want to talk about the game last night, if you want to talk about NFL football, the uh, NBA regular season starts next week. You got the NHL going. And then tonight, the American League Championship Series begins in Houston with Boston at the Houston Astros. All right, so you got game one of that series. Boston, I really am surprised that they got through Tampa, you know, as quickly uh, as they did. And that's another rule change they got to make in the offseason. You know, that ground rule double call, which was really terrible in game three on Sunday night uh, at Fenway. So you got Sale for Boston, Valdez for Houston. And, you know, the Astros, they only won three games more than Boston during the regular season. You know, even though the Astros won the division, and Boston was a wild card. You know, Boston, they got to be feeling really good after doing what they did to Tampa. But I like the Astros in this series. And I think they have a lot to prove to a man to erase what happened uh, two years ago. And I'm a huge uh, Dusty Baker supporter. I just, I'm really rooting for Dusty here. I really am rooting for the Astros. Well, I'd be rooting for any team that plays the Red Sox. Al, you're on with Grant Napier. Hi, Al. Hey, Nate, can you hear me? Yep, go right ahead, sir. Yeah, um, I got a comment about uh, the um, situation with the with, – who was it that you referred to as far as he, – he quoted uh, social media as the deterioration of Kevin U- Kevin Euclid, former Major yeah. League Baseball player. Yeah. The re- what my comment is kind of – you know, to me it's like – it's like people who, and I'm not a, a gun, pro-gun or anti-gun. I don't really take a position on it. But, you know, I, I kind of look at the people who are just falling into the, you know what I mean, the lemmings who are believing this stuff or, or you know, just control how you're, how you're reacting. I don't know if we can really blame, you know, the device when it's really the person who's using it, if, if that makes sense. I don't know. So what is your question? Uh, I'm trying to stick to sports, if you don't mind, Alfred. And I, you're a big supporter, and I appreciate that. Do you have a sports question? Yeah, I just was was wondering about the uh, – I was going to comment about um, the uh, wild card. I was wondering yeah. if you think maybe maybe they could go to like a like a seating type of thing where – yeah, they, 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 they probably should. And I think, Al, that's a great point. And I, and I hope you have a great weekend. And it's always good hearing from you. Thank you very much. I do think that maybe they should go to seeding. You know, there's no way in the world that you should have the two best teams in baseball playing in a divisional series in the best of five. You just shouldn't. And I, again, Al, I, I think you make a good point. I think uh, that would be a really, really uh, good way of doing it. Uh, If you want to get in on the program, we've had some uh, really good feedback already in the first part of the show. Hit that hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and I will get you right on. You know, the the baseball, first of all, you know what's amazing? Think about this. The rivalry between San Francisco and Los Angeles, two best teams in baseball, an elimination game, 
And the NFL game with Tampa at Philly doubled the ratings of the baseball game. How about that? Thursday night football, Tampa at Philly, twice as many people tuned in to watch the NFL football than the Giants and the Dodgers. How about that? That surprised me a little bit because I'm not a fan of the Giants or the Dodgers, and I love the NFL, but I watched the baseball game last night 100% with the exception of doing the commercials. Now, the, the, the football game was really not that competitive, and that had something to do with it, but I watched the first 45 minutes of the football game And then I turned on the baseball game and I watched every pitch of the baseball game with the exception of the commercials. And then I would flip back to see what was going on in Philadelphia. But how about that? Twice the audience for Thursday Night Football as a big rivalry in an elimination game in San Francisco. That surprised me a little bit. I got to tell you, that surprised me. It really did. All right, again, if you want to come on the show, hit that hand icon. Raise your hand, and I will put you uh, right on. Speaking of Tampa, by the way, talking about the Buccaneers. I mean, Tom Brady and what he's doing this year is absolutely unbelievable. Seriously. I think they, they were talking about statistically the guy has not been better through the first five games, and now it's six games. And... Tom Brady looks as good as he ever has, right? Seriously. He had just under 300 yards, two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, I mean, good Lord. He looks like a a Leonard Fournette of five years ago. He had two touchdowns, ran for over 100 yards, and now five up and one down are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their only loss coming at the L.A. Rams. So that's pretty impressive what uh, Brady's doing. Not pretty impressive. Uh, It is really, really impressive. Really impressive. All right, so do you have a lock of the week? Do you have an upset of the week? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you some of my picks in looking at this schedule, all right? I think Minnesota is going to win at Carolina. I just don't like Carolina without Christian McCaffrey. By the way, I'm not crazy on the Vikings. It's not like I'm some big Viking supporter, okay? But I think that is going to be a game that goes to the road team uh, and the Minnesota Vikings. That's one game, all right? Another game that, to me, is the lock, the absolute lock of the week, the lock is the Rams at the Giants. I, I don't see any way in the world that the Giants are going to stay on the field with the Rams. I'd be surprised if they stay within two touchdowns. So the Rams at the Giants are my lock of the week. I think Green Bay will win at Chicago and keep it rolling. I like Cincinnati to win at Detroit. I think Miami in a close game, this will not be a a blowout, a close game will be Jacksonville. It would not surprise me to see Jacksonville get a win. But I think Miami will win that game. And the other early games, Indianapolis at home over Houston. I'm going to pick them by a whisker. 
I think Kansas City wins at Washington. I told you Minnesota at Carolina. That Chargers-Ravens game, you know, Lamar Jackson, I'm going to have to think about that for a minute. That's going to be a dandy. That is going to be an absolute dandy. That is going to be some game in Baltimore with the Chargers and the Ravens. Let's get to Jeff. Jeff, thanks very much for coming on with Grant Napier. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. It is a beautiful thing to hear your voice live. Let me just tell you that right now. Well, I really appreciate it. I need you to do me a favor, okay? Pass the word along to your buddies and let people know that I'm doing this every day at 3 o'clock Pacific, okay? We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I, I want to ask you a question specifically about what you were commenting with Brady. Look, that yep. team has got some great players on it, clearly. Some guys that we thought were a little past their prime, but clearly great players. The question I have, though, is it, do you think it is that Brady's just able that, – that the team is so talented and that's why they're – they're playing so well on top of Brady playing so well, or do you think it's the culture that Brady brought in and kind of builds with Bruce Arians? That's a fabulous question. I want to say that I believe it starts with the culture change that Brady brought in with Bruce Arians. That's number one. I think that's a great question. Uh, but I do think they obviously have talent. You know, you look at the Super Bowl team from a year ago, what do they have, like 21 starters back or something crazy like that? But I think you yeah. hit it right on the head that they're able to, you know, Brady, what Brady brought into this team. And you know what's interesting? The last couple of weeks, they haven't had Rob Gronkowski, and we know how important he is to the offense, and they haven't missed really a beat. I mean, they didn't play great at New England, but, you know, it was raining. It was a lot of emotions. But last night, I mean, they moved the ball up and down the field against Philadelphia. I think it starts with Brady and the culture change. I think you, I think that was a great point you made. Great point. Well, and, and to tie that back, massive Kings fan, well, <laughs> Yeah, I, I wish I was a massive Kings fan all the time. There seems to be times where I'm less of a fan <laughs> than others. But but when when you talk about culture in sports uh, with a team with football, it feels like culture is super important with basketball. It also feels like it. But clearly we see basketball talents more important. Do you agree with that? Um, yes and no. My experience of being in the NBA for as long as I did. And that's another great question, by the way. I've been around a lot of talented teams that didn't win because there was a the, – the, you have to understand the difference between a, a basketball locker room and a football locker room is humongous because in basketball you don't have that many guys on the team. And one bad apple can really screw up the entire team. And trust me, I've seen it, okay? And you have one bad apple in a locker room, and it's almost impossible to win in the NBA. If you have one bad apple in an NFL locker room, you can still win because, you know, the masses. But, um, but I would also answer it this way. Jeff, you can't win in the NBA without talent. So, you know, you, you can you can have the greatest locker room in the world with the best culture in the world, but if you don't have the talent, you're only going to go so far. But I think if you ask me what is more important, I mean, obviously I'm going to say talent is the most important thing, but talent without a good culture is not getting you very far. And there are many examples of that in professional sports and in the NBA. They go hand in hand. They, they really do. But you, basketball in the NBA is a talent-based league. And if you have talent, you've got a chance. And if you don't have the talent, you don't have a chance. Like you talk about Sacramento. Let's use them as an example, okay? They don't have an all-star on their roster. Now, they may at some point, but as of right now, they do not have an all-star on their roster. So they're only going to go so far 
because so many other teams that they're competing against in the Western Conference have one and or two All-Stars, and the Kings have none. So if they happen to have a great locker room and great culture, that's fine and dandy, but their talent's not good enough to get them to where they want to go. That's that's how I would answer that question. Yeah, yep. That, that, that's kind of what I expected, but yeah, I feel like somebody that's been around all these games for so long can give some better perspective on it. And, and yeah, you look at the Kings, I just, I assume that over the past, I'm just going to say five years, we know beyond five yep. years, there was, uh, there was definitely culture issues, but over the past five oh. years, we kind of hope to see a better, I mean, that's what we've been waiting for for years, yes. to see a better culture. And it feels like we were moving that direction. And then, I don't know. It, well, I, I have my own opinions. I think it's all ownership, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. You don't no, have to listen, give I don't me dis- any answers I, I, on that. I don't, I, don't th- I don't disagree with you at all. There's, I, I'm not going to – I'm with you 100%. I don't disagree with that in any way, shape, or form. It's pretty obvious what the problem is with Sacramento. But but you talk about talent. Let's just do this real quickly because I want to have fun with you since you're, you've, you're asking great questions. I said this last week on this show. In the Pacific Division, Golden State, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Suns. They're clearly all better than Sacramento. Even though I think the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, they're not going to be as good, but they're still better than Sacramento. Okay? Go to the Northwest Division. Utah is clearly better than Sacramento. Denver's clearly better than Sacramento. That's six teams right there. In the Southwest Division, Dallas is clearly better than Sacramento. That's seven. I would say Portland is better than Sacramento, so I'm going to put them eight. But if you just wanted to say, well, I don't know, then you're going to fight. Then, then here's what you're dealing with. Portland, Sacramento. Memphis, New Orleans, and San Antonio, and Minnesota. I'm not going to include Oklahoma City or Houston in this conversation for right now, but Sacramento, Portland, Minnesota, Memphis, New Orleans, and San Antonio, they're all fighting it out for three positions, which would be eight, nine, and ten. Right? (laughs) Yes. Do Do you disagree with anything I had to say there? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I, I think I think it's it's exactly what it is. I've got my brother and my dad, especially after yesterday, that are clamoring to me that, oh, look, they, they beat the Lakers. The Lakers played a bunch of their – and I'm like, this is preseason. All right, as much as you want to put anything on preseason, it's still preseason. Hey, like, you tell your, your – your dad your dad said that? Yes. All right, do me a favor. Tell your dad that you talked to Grant Napier today, and you tell your dad, okay, that if we went by preseason results – the worst teams in sports would have championships, okay? So so tell tell your dad to freaking relax for a couple of minutes, all right? You know, I believe me, it's been a constant, constant back and forth where I'm like, okay, come on, hey. you gotta relax a little bit. All right. Hey Jeff, you have a good weekend, all right? You too, thank you. <laughs> That's funny. Getting excited over a preseason basketball game. Oh my goodness gracious. I hear it all, right? I mean, you hear, you know, what happens in the NFL preseason? You know, the worst teams like the Detroit Lions would go 4-0 in the preseason and then not win a game in the regular season, right? Or you would have, you know, the Kings look great in summer league and look great in the preseason. And uh, like, for instance, opening night, I could see Sacramento going up and beating Portland. You know, Portland with a new coach. And if, if they can contain... Damian Lillard, who is a Sacramento Kings killer, maybe, maybe they have a chance to go up there and win the game. The problem with the, and I shouldn't say a problem, that's that's the wrong word, is in the West, right? In the Western Conference, when you look at Sacramento, 
and their schedule to start the season. They play Portland. Two nights later, home against the Jazz. Home against Golden State. At Phoenix. At New Orleans. At Dallas. At Utah. Home New Orleans. So if you're looking at this, if you could win a game at Portland, you're probably not going to beat Utah at home. Golden State with Curry, Thompson, Draymond, I don't know how many minutes, but they're a better team. Doesn't mean you can't beat them. Then you're at Phoenix. They're a better team. You're at New Orleans, toss-up. At Dallas, better team, although the Kings beat Dallas three out of four times last year. And then they're at Utah. So if you can survive that stretch, and when I mean survive, don't get yourself buried in a hole. Then you come home and play New Orleans, Charlotte, Indiana, Phoenix. And then you have a couple of really very winnable games on the road in November at San Antonio, at Oklahoma City, at Detroit, at Minnesota. So you got to withstand the, the, the first 10 games. Portland on the road, Utah, Golden State, at Phoenix, at New Orleans, at Dallas, at Utah, New Orleans, Charlotte. You got to get through that stretch. You got to be left standing because you could get buried early. You could get buried early. And if you lose that game up at Portland, and Portland's going to be favored, and you have that tough game against the Jazz, then you have the Warriors, which I think is going to be a much better team this year. Then you go to Phoenix, New Orleans, Dallas, and Utah, and you might not win a game on that road trip. So, you know, the Kings were a good road team last year. But I'm just saying, I'm looking at the I'm, I'm looking at the schedule. It's a tough, tough way to start uh, the schedule. But you play 82. You know, as Jerry Reynolds always used to tell me, he goes, Napes, we play 41 at home and 41 on the road. I'm like, yeah, I guess you do, don't you? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. All right, if you want to get in on before we uh, say so long for the weekend, uh, give me a call. Hit that hand icon. And we'll get you right on. Really enjoy all the calls today. This is where I want to get this show going. I want calls. I want interaction. And that's what I'm looking for. And I really appreciate uh, the feedback. I really do. So I got my lock of the week. As I said, the Rams are at the Giants. And I guess I'll give you my upset of the week. My upset of the week would be, and I don't have the line in front of me. so I'm. You know what? I'll tell you. I think Cleveland's going to beat Arizona this week. I think the Browns are going to hand Arizona their first loss. I don't know what the line is. I would assume that's close to a toss-up or a, I'm going to look right now, NFL odds week six. Let me see here. All right. Do you think Cleveland is a favorite in that game? Let's see here. I'm thinking Cleveland, you know, they don't have Chubb playing this week. That's not good for them. You know, that, that is, that's not good. You know, that's a big loss for them. But Arizona, does anybody think Arizona's running the table and going, you know, 17-0 and 0 this year? Right? What do you think of that? You think they're going 17-0? and 0? You think they're going to run the table? By the way, the uh, Rams are giving nine to the Giants. They'll win by more than nine. All right? Minnesota is a road favorite. Carolina at home is getting two and a half. Let me get you to that. All right, so the Chargers are getting two and a half, 
And then let me get to that Cleveland game. All right, here we go. The Browns are favored by three. So I can't pick that as an upset. But I think they're going to win. I think they are going to win. I would pick Cleveland just because I don't think. I don't see them. They're not going to. They're going to have to lose one of these games. They're going to lose. They're going to lose one of these games. Nando, how are you, sir? How's it going, Grant? How you I'm doing? doing well. I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm all right. I'm, I want to share my lock of the week and my upset of the week with you. Yes, sir. Go for it. All right. So my lock of the week is definitely the same one as you, uh, which is the Rams, of course. Uh, my upset of the week, I actually was going to take the Browns, but I did not know that they were actually the favorite. So I can't pick that one. But the next one I would pick, I actually think that Seattle is going to beat Pittsburgh on the road Sunday night football. Would not surprise me. I, I do not like the way Pittsburgh's playing, Nando. I really don't. You know, the thing is, it's a Sunday night game. I think Pittsburgh comes out with a really good effort. And even though without Russell Wilson, Pittsburgh, to me, looks like they got some real issues. You know, now I know they're two and three, which this is a huge game for them. But, uh, and listen, I, I, I'm not getting on Geno Smith's bandwagon. Don't get me wrong. But I could see Seattle keeping this game close and stealing it in the fourth quarter. I absolutely agree with you. That's that's exactly my take on it, because at the end of the day, uh, we get it that Pittsburgh's at home, but Seattle last played last Thursday night. So they have an extra break. They have 10 days off. And are we really, you know, scared yep. of Ben Roethlisberger? Not at all. So I think yep. Seattle with 10 days off, I think they have enough time to plan. And I, I got them for the upset of the week. Grant. And I think Juju Smith-Schuster being out for the year, that's a big loss for Pittsburgh, too. You know, that's going to impact them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything, anything less you can, if Ben Roethlisberger has been struggling with Juju. So imagine yep. without him, that's one less guy to pass it to. I, I like Seattle, man. Nando, good job. You have a great weekend. Okay. You as well, Grant. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Uh, some good calls today. Really enjoyed this. You know, without Schuster on that field for Pittsburgh, that that's going to be a big loss for that team. That is a really big loss. Uh, for that team. So I, I'm going to, you know what, I'm with Nando on that. I mean, I already gave you the Rams as the lock. Uh, I'll take Seattle. I, I, I agree with him. I think Seattle, they are, they got to they gotta stay alive in that division. I think San Francisco's in a free fall, but the Rams, we know are really good. I mean, let's face it, barring an injury to one of the quarterbacks, the Rams and the Cardinals are both going to be in the playoffs. All right? So Seattle, They've got – this is a gigantic game for them. I'm not saying it's not a big game for Pittsburgh, but I don't see Pittsburgh as a playoff team even if they win. It's a really big game for Seattle. That's a good job by Nando. I think I'm going to jump on his uh, coattails here. I think I'm going to go with Seattle uh, as the upset too. That's a really good job right there. All right, on Monday, uh, we'll have the recap on the uh, football weekend, the baseball playoffs, and we'll have some fun getting ready for basketball. I'm going to have a guest on next week. All right. Uh, or at least I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a guest on. I don't want to announce it yet, but when I do, I will announce it and you'll be uh, the first to know. So listen, I really appreciate everyone listening. I appreciate the phone calls. You have a good weekend. Stay safe. And I'll be right back here Monday at three o'clock Pacific. So. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.